Welcome back to Native Soil. We continue season five. Our theme is youth ministry. And I wanted to share a personal experience that I had that really jump-started my experience in youth ministry. And it takes us back to the year 1998. I am in eighth grade, and our parish is just starting to kind of develop a youth group. And one of the things we have is a, is a weekly Bible study. And we had a lady named Monica who was, we'd go to her house and we'd study a certain part of the Bible. And, you know, I was in eighth grade. I was probably on the younger end of things. They let us kind of sneak into the high school youth group because we just didn't only have that many people. This is a Holy Spirit Montgomery. And um, this lady was from, originally from St. Louis. And I remember going to this Bible study one time and the Monica who was leading, she says, you know, hey, did you guys hear that the Pope is coming to the United States and he's making a stop in St. Louis? And we're like, no, of course we haven't heard that. <laughs> you know, why would we know that? And she's like, yeah, well, like the Pope is coming. And honestly, growing up in Montgomery, I only knew so much of the Catholic world. Like the only bishop I had ever seen was our own bishop, Archbishop Lipscomb. And I wasn't really sure what a Pope was exactly. Like I knew he had some role in the Catholic Church. But she was so excited about it that her enthusiasm kind of got us kind of curious about this. And the real selling point, she said, you know, you would have to miss a couple of days of school. And we're like, okay, well, our interest has peaked a little bit more. But long story short, we decide to take this trip and go see the Pope. Now, even though I didn't really know what I was going to see, it was an intriguing uh, adventure to go to St. Louis, somewhere I'd never been, in a church van. We rented a church van filled it up with kids from our parish. And I remember, you know, getting up to it, there was a lot of excitement. So the, the, the trip was in January of 1999. And the day that we were going to be there was January 26. And that was kind of, there was going to be this big youth rally. There was going to be a big march um, from the, the St. Louis Arch down through downtown. There's all this stuff planned. We didn't really know the details. We basically just got in this church van and started to drive. I remember the local news came and kind of interviewed us a little bit and, um, you know, put a little segment on the news, like local group goes to see Pope. And um, so there, there was some intrigue around it, but we really didn't know what we were getting into. So we get to St. Louis and tons of traffic, tons of people everywhere. And we all spend the night at Monica's parents' house because by the time we decided to go, I mean, every hotel room in the area was all booked, everything, but her, her, her parents hosted us. So we all sleep spread around their house, like air mattresses, couches, every bed in the house. And, <clears throat> you know, it's a long drive and, and we're being kind of annoying, kind of cranky, ungrateful uh, teenagers. And so like, we're giving them a hard time. We're like, man, why do we make this long drive? And um, so we go to sleep, wake up and Monica starts to explain to us what we were going to do that day. It was Monica and then our youth minister, Joan Plumley. He really kind of started. She was like the first youth minister at Holy Spirit and kind of helped get off the ground. Uh, she had a son that was my age uh, named Ryan Plumley, And she really just got thrown into it because nobody else was there to do it. And they saw us. We were all, you know, getting invited to all of our Protestant friends, youth groups and things. I think our parents got together and said, you know, if we don't have anything for our teenagers, you know, we, we might lose them. So I think that's kind of how it started. She drew the short straw and, you know, became our youth minister. But she's on this trip. Monica's on this trip. And uh, they start to explain to us that we're going to spend the whole day outside and there's going to be music and there's going to be these different stages set up with different speakers and all. 
And the big culmination of the day would be that the Pope was going to drive by in this little mobile called the Pope Mobile. Now, um, we were like, wait a minute. We drove all the way to St. Louis to stand outside in the cold all day for some old guy to drive by for like 15 seconds in like a Jeep and for us to wave at him like, this is the worst idea ever. Like, why would why would y'all do this to us? And we were being so ungrateful, so just kind of spoiled. And they're like, no, 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 this is the Pope. This is the Holy Father. Like, it's going to be incredible. There's going to be so many other Catholics. It's going to be such an amazing experience. Um, but, you know, we, we, we didn't figure out to do this trip in time for us to get tickets in the Keel Center, which is where the Blues hockey team, it's their arena, but they were going to use that for this huge youth rally you know, thousands of kids in this huge arena and the Pope was going to go there and address all the youth. Uh, but we didn't have tickets because we decided to do this kind of too late in the game. So when, after breakfast is there, there's, there's kind of a rift in the group because everyone is like, I can't believe we drove all the way here to stand outside all day and see some old guy come by. So we're all kind of frustrated. Everyone's kind of being all quiet and we start, we get on the city bus we get on a, you know, a city bus to go downtown and we're on the city bus, you know, some other people there. And this one guy strikes up a conversation with us. He says, Hey, you know, are y'all in town to see the Pope? We say, yeah, we are. And he said, you know, where are y'all from? So we're from Alabama. He goes, wow. Like y'all drove all the way from Alabama. It's about a nine hour drive. And we're like, yeah, we're from all the way from Alabama. He goes, man, I bet y'all are so excited to, um, you know, go to this youth rally, at the Keel center. And we said, well, we don't, we're not going to that. And he says, you're not going to that. I said, yeah. So no, we're not. He said, you guys drove all the way from Alabama and you don't have tickets to this youth rally. And we're like, yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> we're looking at uh, Monica and Joan and, and just giving them the eye. And the guys, the guy started laughing. He said, man, that is crazy. So well, I, he goes, listen, I'm a youth minister here in the town. And I woke up this morning praying, asking the Lord to show me who I should give these free extra tickets I have. Cause they gave every youth minister like so many free tickets and I have uh, 15 tickets. He said, would you guys want them? And we couldn't believe what we were hearing. We said, oh, we will give you all the money in our wallets, you know, <laughs> all the money in our Velcro wallets, you know. And he's like, no, I don't need any money. These are free. Like, I, this is, the Lord wants you to have them. And, man, the 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 atmosphere just changed on a dime. And we were just high five. We couldn't believe it. We were so excited. And our youth minister is excited and um, – you know, Monica, who there, she's thrilled. She's like, oh, man, she's like, sigh of relief. Like, this is all working out so great. So that has totally changed the atmosphere of, of what we were doing. And it really opened our hearts to really embrace kind of this experience. So we get downtown, and I think there's like a, a some kind of march. It's like a March for Life or that starts at the, the arch, the famous, you know, St. Louis Arch, and goes kind of downtown toward the Kiel Center. And as we're in this march, there's this – people everywhere there's just tons of catholics and even just that experience from the outset i just i mean i'd always grown up in montgomery i'd always heard there were other catholics i just had never seen them <laughs> so it's the first time in my life where it's just like a whole city is just flooded with catholics and catholic young people and so we're in this march and we're all just taking it in just can't believe our eyes and as we start to walk our youth minister jim Pumley starts talking to a, a local priest he's a priest of the diocese of st louis and um, she was just telling him, she was like in tears, just telling him like, I'm so thankful to God, like 
we brought these kids up here. We hadn't really planned it out. It was just kind of, we decided last minute and, you know, the Lord just gave us these tickets this morning. And so anyway, she really hit off of this priest. This priest really kind of travels with us through the whole walk. And so when we get up to the kill center to go in, um, we all start talking and, uh, our youth minister starts to tell us goodbye because we had 16 people in our group and we had gotten 15 tickets. And so our youth minister was like, look, I will, y'all go in and I'll, I'll watch everything from like a restaurant or bar and then I'll meet up with y'all afterwards. And so this priest is watching this conversation go down. He said, wait a minute, you're not going in there with them. She says, yeah, you know what I tell you about the story is, you know, we were one ticket short, you know, to make kind of all this work. And Rizzy said, he goes, no, there's no way you're missing this. And he just pulls out his pocket ticket, gives it to her and just says, you know, God bless y'all. It's great to meet you. You know, walks off. Now, I did not think about this till later. I remember telling my mom this story and, and you know, he probably gave her his ticket. You know, he was walking by himself. Uh, you know, he wasn't with a group. Um, and so, you know, I, I never knew the priest's name. I, I, you know, I never would know who, who he is now. But looking back, it's just amazing kind of the sacrifice, the gift of that priest, you know, to give up his ticket. So next thing we know, we are in the Keel Center and it is packed with people. And there's this youth rally that's happening for like two, three hours before, um, you know, the Holy Father at the time is John Paul II, Pope St. John Paul II. Um, I'd only seen pictures of him. I'd heard of his name. Wasn't really sure what he was about. But um, I remember being in that stadium and just looking around. It was so surreal, packed with people. People are singing. People are chanting. Um, I remember there was this huge banner. There was this big group of like Hispanic Catholics that said, Viva el Papa. And I was like, what is that? And so we asked around, we're like, okay, it's like, you know, kind of long live the Pope. So everyone screamed like, Viva el Papa. And everyone's like chanting back. And um, again, I had heard there were other Catholics. I didn't know there were enough to fill up a whole stadium and not just people, but like young people, people who seem excited about their faith. And so this whole thing, I just remember unfolding before my eyes and it's like, this is, this, is this real? Is this really happening? I remember like the biggest names in like Christian music were there. There was this group called DC Talk. And I don't think they're a Catholic group, but they're there. They're singing songs. There's a song called Jesus Freak. There's a couple other songs that are really popular, but they're singing all these songs. There's a lady named Rebecca St. James. It's like any big Christian artist was like there singing like the songs that you'd heard on the radio. And, you know, even for this group from our, you know, we're, you're singing along, you're just caught up in it. There's just like faith, there's excitement that you can, you can almost touch. And as this youth rally continues, I just remember thinking like it cannot get more intense in this room. Like it is so full of like energy and excitement. Like the, the, the roof is going to come off this place if it gets any higher. And then something else would happen to like take it up a notch. Well, at a certain point on the Jumbotron, they start showing St. John Paul II in his Pope Mobile start to make his approach to the Kiel Center. And you're seeing all these little youth who are where we should have been, waving, you know, and, and, and shouting greetings to the Holy Father. And every time they would show him and he'd get closer, the energy level in that room would just go up a notch. And it would go up a notch. To the point where I'm like, this place is going to catch on fire. Like somebody, this needs to like de-escalate. Like this seems like really intense. 
So finally, he gets to the keel center, and it sh- and they show the Holy Father walk into the keel center. And as he walks into the keel center, I'll never forget this. There are some senators there. There's the mayor there. And then there is professional baseball player Mark McGuire, who was like the big name for the Cardinals at the time, huge home run hitter. And at that time, I loved baseball. My dad loved baseball. We threw in the backyard all the time. I know more about baseball in the 90s, than I do, way more than I do now. The Braves, I'd follow the Braves. I mean, I, even to this day, I think of the Braves in the 90s. I can tell you, like, everybody, like Fred McGriff at first, Mark Limpy at second, Jeff Blauser at short, Terry Pendleton, Chipper Jones at third, Javi Lopez's catcher, Tom Glavin. Um, I mean, pitching, Greg Maddox, all these guys. I mean, I was I was into it. And so following baseball, everybody knew who Mark McGuire was. I mean, he was one of the top three names. And there he was in this receiving line for the Holy Father. Now, I didn't know about protocol for popes. I didn't know really what a pope was. But as that event was unfolding, I intuited um, what the pope was, you know. And it really kind of came to uh, a head when he goes on the line, okay, he, he and, and these people start kissing his ring. Now, I've never seen anybody kiss anybody's ring before, but that gesture conveyed to me as an eighth grader profound respect and appreciation. And it was one thing for the mayor to kiss his ring. It was another thing for these other city officials, for the bishops, you know, to kiss his ring. But when he got to Mark McGuire, <laughs> this dude that in my mind was like a superhero, when Mark McGuire leaned down and kissed John Paul II's ring, my mind just exploded. My heart exploded. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, this is like the strongest, most important dude that I know of. And he somehow is humbling himself before this old Polish man dressed in a white dress and showing like great reverence and love to him. Like, what is happening right now? And, um, it is a moment I will never forget it without saying a word. It just conveyed to me something about the Catholic church that I didn't even realize was that big of a deal. You know, the role of Peter, the role of the Holy father. So that happens. And I'm like, okay, um, this place is definitely about to go up in flames. Like this is way too intense, (laughs) but then he comes into the arena where we are. And just when you thought it couldn't have more energy, more excitement, more fervor, and it goes up a notch. And he gets on the stage, and everyone is shouting, screaming, crying at the top of their lungs at a pitch that I've not heard since and I haven't, I don't know if I'm over here again, deafening. And it's just going and going so much. And people aren't stopping. The Pope's, you know, waving, kind of motioning everyone quiet down. People aren't quieting down. So, they go ahead while everyone's just in this fervor and they present him a hockey jersey for the blues. And on the back, it says JP2. And without messing a beat, he holds it up. Everyone sees it. And he immediately puts it on. And then he has a cane at this point in his life. He's having a hard time walking around. And he takes his cane, he flips it upside down, and just as an old man, like he, he, he can't <laughs> – you know, he's trying to just stay stable, but he puts it down like it's a hockey stick and, and just moves it around like it's a hockey stick. 
And you would have thought that was the funniest thing that anyone's ever done in the history of mankind. Because at that moment, it was the one thing that changes people from like shouting the top of their lungs, crying, losing their mind to just dying, laughing. People are just doubling over like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this old Polish guy did that. This is amazing. And everyone, you know, it takes about five minutes for everyone to quit laughing about that. And, um, I just remember sitting there and being like, what is this? Like, who is this person? What am I feeling right now? Like, I can't believe I didn't know what I was a part of. That's what it felt like. It's like, I didn't know being Catholic. I knew it was something special. I knew it felt special to be at mass. I knew it felt special to meet kind of another Catholic, you know, in, in school or something. But man, to be in that arena and to feel what I felt and to see the impact of an old Polish man on thousands of people that had never met him, never seen him before. And just that feeling of like, you felt like your brother and sisters, like everyone in that arena that night, you know, if anybody around you, you know, I would, I would hug anybody. I, you feel in that moment. It's like, okay, we, we would lay down our life for each other in this moment. It just, it just, um, was one of those moments I would, I would never forget. And again, in an amazing way, and this is part of John Paul II, St. John Paul II, his, uh, Carolyn, you know, he's, he's over my shoulder. We, we put him there for this episode he was that for so many people, you know, he, in God's providence, he had an acting background. He knew how to communicate things without saying a word. And man, did he do that for me that night? You know, just, just knowing that, okay, being a Catholic is being part of this universal worldwide thing. And, you know, the priest and bishops, the Holy father have this special role to play and kind of keeping everyone in that family. And then having, you know, this chief father, this chief shepherd that could kind of unite people in ways that you can't even imagine, you know, across the globe uh, was definitely a life changing experience. So as we as we've heard about, you know, we talked about with Archbishop, you know, the first episode talking about with our young people, giving them experiences that kind of help them integrate what's going on up here with what's going on here. Experiences that help them to realize where they belong, what they are part of, what belonging that uh, is like. For me, that was that was an experience that really jump started my faith development. You know, as a as a teenager, as kind of a budding teenager, and something I'll always be grateful for. I met so many people who have been. You know, John Paul II is the, is the Pope that started World Youth Day, and people were like, ah, you know, pe- young people are going to come to this, and you know, thousands, millions, you know, have gone over the years. And it always defies people's logic as far as young people. Like, why are they responding with such fervor to, like, you know, this old Polish man or this old German man, or, you know, this old Argentinian man? But it's, it's, it's the power, you know, of Jesus Christ. It's the power of his church that he, that he found. It's the power of, you know, the chair of Peter. And to experience that firsthand as an eighth grader, definitely life-changing. I wasn't thinking about being a priest then, but definitely I think the Lord, you know, laid some foundation there. And I've met so many people who've been at a World Youth Day or visited Rome or somehow were in the presence of Peter and, you know, things click, you know, it touches your heart in in a special way. So um, just uh, as as we're talking about youth ministry, I couldn't help but share that experience. It it was kind of a, a seminal experience for me of youth ministry. It helped me to realize, you know, what I was a part of. Uh, it's amazing, 
you know, down the road, I would, I would go to seminary and, and study in Rome. And I remember all the more it was poignant, you know, when I'm, when I'm at seminary and I'm looking at St. Peter's dome from my seminary and, and I'm thinking back to, you know, when Peter came to St. Louis, I was in eighth grade and, and got to see him for a moment. It's definitely surreal, you know, but, but all the more just kind of solidify like, man, what a gift it is to be a Catholic. What an amazing gift it is to be part of this huge, crazy family, you know, that, that has a father that, you know, unites us all, that we can all look to all around the world, every language in the world, every culture in the world, and look at that guy and say, that's Holy Father, Viva Papa, you know, Viva Papa. And um, so just grateful for that and wanted to, to share that story as part of this season. John Paul II had a huge devotion to Blessed Mother, something I would I would really develop um, in my late college years and in seminary. And so I want to ask the Blessed Mother just to be with us, ask for her intercession, the intercession of St. John Paul II, to bless the youth of our diocese with experiences like that, that help them to know what a gift it is to be Catholic, that help integrate their head and their heart to say, like, how do you belong to this great gift? And how do you kind of discover God's plan for you within that to be a part of that and to be a part of sharing those graces, you know, with the world. So let's close with a prayer. And the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thou, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. John Paul II, pray for us. And through their powerful intercession, remember to God bless you, all those listening, bless our native soil, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless y'all. Look forward to having you back here with us on Native Soil. Mm-hmm.